welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Kristen, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You are a registered dietitian. Yes. And you wrote a book. Yes. So, And it just came out. We were talking before we started recording about what it's like to have a book come out. Like yours just came out two weeks ago when we were recording. And you're, so you're a little bit in the aftermath of yes. your book coming out. But I want to hear about your special, like your speciality, wh- yes. who you work with, and then yes. what, like, what's your book about? Yeah. So I have been practicing for about 16 years. And for the most part of that time period, I've been working with people of all ages, men and women, but mostly women who are struggling with not only like diagnosable eating disorders, like anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder, but also just a lot of women and a lot of people in general who are just not at peace in their bodies, who are just feel a lot of tension and a lot of war in this relationship with food and body. And it's just really difficult because it's something that we can't get away from, right? We can't get away from our bodies or food. So do you have like an office and women come in and yes. like yes. sit with you and they're just like, <laughs> like- <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I have the most amazing clients, Blake. Like I get to work with some of the most beautiful souls that just come in and like, you know, everybody apologizes for crying in my office. Cause I guess they don't think they should be crying with a dietitian, but I'm like, I have three boxes of tissues <laughs> in like a 10 by 10 office. Like it happens. Like yeah. it's just what we do. And there's, there's just so much there, right? When we start talking about our bodies and we, when we start talking about food and how we relate to food and how frustrated we feel and just how it touches on everything, our, our relationships, Literally everything. everything. Yes. So I do, I have, I, I see clients two days a week and I just pack them in. Cause like, yeah. that's when I can, you know, I have two little boys, so I'm like in mob mode the rest of the week, but I just pack in those clients and then and it's, it's just so beautiful to see what God can do with a willing heart Yeah, like that wants to come and learn and unpack all of these things. It's so awesome. So it's interesting that you say that about learn because my first thought was how much of the inner turmoil and pain and struggle that we have is simply a lack of knowledge. Yeah. Is simply like we haven't been taught about our bodies. We haven't been nope. taught about food. We haven't been taught about nutrition. This is not something that is prioritized. Yeah. So then you're an adult and you're like, I don't know uh, what to do. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how to do, I don't know how to, I have so many people come to me and like, I don't, I don't know how to take care of my body. I don't know how to eat Kristen. And so it's funny that you say that because like one of the things that I ask in my nutrition assessment is like, Hey, how does your body communicate to you that you're hungry? Mm. And people look at me like, what? I've never, what? And, And I have to go back and be like, okay, so like when you get that tickle in your nose, you know, you have to sneeze, right? Yeah. Like when you, when you feel that pressure, like, you know, you have to like go to the bathroom, right? right. So what does it feel like? Cause God gave us cues. Like he right. created our bodies to give us cues that we need things like yawning. We need sleep, you know, right. 
we are just, a lot of us are not taught to understand fullness or to really honor hunger either. Mm -hmm. And so some of that learning is just basic. Like, let's just like be curious in the next, you know, in the first six weeks of working together, like let's try to find those cues. Cause they're, and a lot of people will say like, I think they're just broken. And I'm like, they're not broken. I promise they're not broken. They're just like back in the closet behind everything, you know? So even just the basics of learning your body's cues again can be so restorative and powerful. And that seems so basic. I'm sure people come in and expect, she's going to tell me how to eat, what to eat. And you're like, but are you hungry? Like, yeah, exactly. Last time you were hungry? exactly. And so just getting back to the basics, like that's what I, I start with the foundation of like, are you eating breakfast or is breakfast just coffee? Cause yeah. that's not, that's not breakfast. Right? right. So even just like the way I like to describe it to my clients, is like, we have to f- figure out physiologically what you need and like cover all those bases and make sure that you're listening to your body and you understand how to listen to your body and feel empowered to do that. And then we also have this big, big, big psychological part of it too. Right. That we dig into. Yeah. And both parts for everybody has to be so different. It is. Like nothing is ever the same for you. It is and it isn't, right? Like it is and it isn't. Like there's some basics that I just know are going to be like, those are, you know, those are taken care of um, just because there are some things that we know about the human body that don't change necessarily. Right. But preferences, schedule. Needs. Pain, pain points, needs, story. Like one of my favorite things, this is my favorite thing ever is like, come in and tell me your story. I want to yeah. know where all this started from you for, for you. And I think that's where the tears come, right? When they start right. talking about memories and when they start talking about, this is the first time that I knew that something was wrong with my body yeah, or this was the first time that somebody told me I wasn't okay. Right. Yeah. And so the physiological part is so, so, so important. That's where a lot of the education comes in. But the psychological part and the spiritual part is where we uncover what needs to be healed so that they never go back to all of the dysfunction that they came in for in the first place. I think it's so cool that you're, that we are seeing God involved in this conversation a little bit more, like in the last couple of years. Yeah. Maybe like five, 10 years. I grew up in the church. I like, this has been my life. I'm a church kid. Yeah. I don't remember a whole lot of, like, there were body image conversations. Yes. Yes. And those were probably lacking in some form or fashion, but it was food yes. and movement. And that, like, working out isn't a punishment. I swear I was, like, 32. Yeah. And I was finally like, oh, wait, <laughs> I can just work out because, like, I actually feel I like it. When I do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I like it. Like, it's not a you ate this, so you got to cancel it out. Like, right. Because that is what so many people are taught. Yes. So we're involving, like, the spiritual part of it. And I'll be yes. totally honest, Kristen, I still most of the time don't know even what that looks like. Yeah. I think what I like to bring people back to in my practice and what I wrote a lot about in my book is that we were created by intelligent design for a purpose. Most everybody who struggles with any sort of diagnosable eating disorder or disordered eating in any way, we are using food and our bodies to meet needs Mm. that they cannot meet. Oof. And every, every time I hear somebody's story, I'm like, yep, makes perfect sense. All of that makes perfect sense because you are utilizing unhealthy and irrational ways of meeting healthy and rational needs. And so if you think about the spiritual aspects of all of this, it's like, we're just trying to feel loved 
appreciated, safe, sought after, safe. We were trying to feel a sense of belonging, significance. And like, where do those things come from ultimately? Right. Like they ultimately come from, from our relationship and our, just our assurance in, in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so bringing that when I can, I don't, you know, some of my clients are not believers and I'm not here to preach to them. Right. But like when I can, and when, when I have any opportunity to talk about the spiritual aspect, I'm like, that is what heals you. Exactly. When you understand that you've gone to food for comfort and for companionship because you were lonely and like downtrodden. Yeah. But food is just like for those six minutes, you felt really connected to something. Yeah. But what if you could eat in a way that you're not, you're not trying to get connection or anything even deeper than that from food? What right. if you can eat in a way that honors your hunger and fullness and also go to the source as well as other things like really good friendships, right? We know that we yeah. were created for community. We know that we were created for some solitude with God and to like have a quiet time with God. So it's just, a, it's a sh- like when people come to me, I'm like, all right, we're going to shift everything yeah. around and we're going to put things in order because order brings peace. When we look like as believers, when we look at someone's life and we can see that there are some things that it's easy to see they're going to instead of God, right? Sure. Like we can look at someone and be like, oh, they're going, they're looking for a boyfriend or they're looking right. for a, a mate because right. they aren't leaving God. They're hustling in their career. Exactly. And they're not, but food, like, right. do you ever get pushback? Are people ever like, nah, I don't think I'm going to food for that. Or are people pretty much like, oh, yep, that's it. When people get to the point where they come to me, they, yeah. they're pretty much telling on themselves when they get to me. <laughs> they're like, yep, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um. So when, when I do ask those, those questions about like, what emotional need is food meeting for you or what emotional need is working out so that you can look a certain way meeting for you? Or where is this fear coming from that if you eat these foods, you're going to gain weight, but then what's going to happen? I'm all, I'm right. famous for like, but then what, but then what, like bring me yeah. to the end, like bring me to the fear, bring me to the, right, the exactly. end of the road, because that's what we have to face head on. And that's what we have to shine the light of scripture and truth onto so that you don't have to be in the gym two hours a day. Right. You can be in the gym two hours a week and like go for walks and like go pl- throw the football with your kids and your husband. And like, that's enough. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> like I'm you named it. Here, like <laughs> listening to like the idea of Do you have hives? Do you have hives bit. coming up I'm on like your neck? Grabbing my neck. <laughs> the idea. And I've been I go to therapy like twice a week. But the idea of why is like food and movement and our bodies like why is that so triggering for us? Because it's easy to go to and it's a counterfeit that we've been given for so many years. Yeah. And then like add on top of that, the noise of the world, yes. the noise of diet culture, Ugh, all of it. Right. And just like well-meaning pastors and teachers yeah. who are like, you know, this is the way the Bible says to eat, which I, I totally addressed in the last couple of chapters of the book. It's like, actually, this is what the Bible says. And right. like, so there is a lot of noise and, and it is scary. I think that's, I love, I love that you said that I saw you doing this to your neck and I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm freaking her out. Well, no, I'm just sitting here thinking about, I mean, I've seen a lot of healing in my like yeah. personal relationship with food yeah. and with movement. But if I'm being honest, I'm sitting here like, oh shoot, did I get to the root <laughs> of it though? 
like, I don't know if I did. Like, I'm just like squirming in my seat on a personal level. That's yes. totally fine. Yes. So you get someone in your office and you kind of, that's a time thing, right? Yes. Like you're not, we're not uncovering these things in one session. No. Like it's so much more mental than physical. And my husband yes. tells me that all the time. My husband's yes. a gym rat because he wants to be, not because like he's yeah. pretty honestly pretty healthy with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if I get down in the dumps, he's like, it's more mental than physical. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. But so you get someone to the point where they're able to see, and we talked about this earlier, they may not have a diagnosed eating disorder they may just have disordered eating or a disordered relationship then what so then it's just a matter of putting things in order so I liken I liken this to the kitchen junk drawer in the first part of my book because I'm like we all have one and it's all a mess or two right or two or three like it's just all a mess and we can't ever find anything. And so nothing in there is ever used because we have no idea where it is, right? So, and there's like half the drawer that needs to be thrown away, right? right. I feel like when we put our life in order in any area, it, it brings peace. Amen. And it helps us just to have an understanding of what we have in our drawer, right? Like yeah. what tools we have available to us and where to go when we need them. And so- It's really just a matter, like as far as, as far as let's say diet culture, like dumping out the junk drawer and saying, okay, first we just need to get you eating properly. That's first and foremost. Then we need to go through all this crap and we need to figure out what needs to be thrown away and what is valuable because some Mm -hmm. things we were given by society and by our families are priceless. Right. Right. I grew up in New Orleans. I have a, a wonderful appreciation for the culinary arts that was given to me by my family. And I love that, right. That's, that has served me so well in my life, but there are other things in my, in, from my family line and from society that I've been told that has tethered my worth and value to my body and what I look like. And that is where we have to take the Holy spirit scissors and snip it girl. Okay. Because no matter what we look like, our worth and our value is intrinsic. And it's because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That is it. That is it. That is it. That is the full sentence. Like, period. Like we could just end the show, right? Like that's just (laughs) it. Thirty million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're among them, I need you to know that you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver some results. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement. It supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning. Nutrafol has three physician-formulated formulas using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients so you can get the most reliable results. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code Blake to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer they offer anywhere. And it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Blake.
Look, I work in social media, so I am not judging, but if the first thing you do when you wake up is look at your phone, I have a better idea. Instead of checking social media, open the Abide app and go through one of their daily meditations. They're based on biblical scriptures, and these audio meditations will center you and draw you closer to Christ. I also do them through the day when I feel hurried or stressed. It's super easy and effective. And for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off of a premium Abide subscription when you text the word REAL, R-E-A-L, to 22433. The meditations start at about two minutes long. I usually go for the long ones right when I wake up. Get started now with 25% off a premium subscription by texting R-E-A-L, REAL, to 22433. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. So support this show and get your 25% off by texting R-E-A-L, REAL, to 22433. But when we put things in order... That's the goal is to say, like, I have the tools that I need to feed myself well and to feed my family well and to be a generational curse breaker with Mm -hmm. my children, right? Mm -hmm. To like, for the dysfunction to stop with me, I have the tools that I need. And also I've taken out all of this junk. I've dug into my story. I, I mentioned this earlier. I love when people... I just feel so honored that people trust me with their stories, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's the story work, Blake, that actually helps us get to the root. Like, when did this start? Yeah. Because evil and just so many things that we've believed and that we've agreed with came into our lives far before we even knew what evil was. Oh, amen. Right. Absolutely. Far before we even had a a spiritual maturity enough to understand that. Right. Right. So If we were younger and we were told we were thunder thighs or we were, you know, bird legs even, or like, don't eat that. Well, you can eat that now, but you can't eat that later because you're going to get fat if you eat that when you're older. Like all of these stupid comments. Or if you had a mother in the 90s that was like doing Weight Watchers and doing And drinking shakes. And like, yes, like, and looking at herself in the mirror. I have distinct memories of that. Like just family members who were talking about themselves in a horrible way. Yep. And what that did to me, even though I lived in a little body, like I was, you know, like genetically, I've always kind of been in a smaller body, but that didn't even matter for many of us. That doesn't matter. Like you don't have to live in a larger body to have fear of like, if I gain weight or if like, like I'm going to lose these, these needs that I intrinsically have been given by God to have these needs for love and acceptance and belonging, they're going to be gone if I don't look a certain way. right? Right. So it's the story work. It's getting everything in order with how you're eating. And then it's the story work of like, this is from my childhood and this is totally useless. And this is like, this is an agreement that I made with uncle so-and-so when he told me how fat I was and that needs to go. Like, so it's really just this big, beautiful picture of like getting the day to day in order. And then also looking back and saying, God, would you show me through the power and the inspiration of your Holy spirit, what I need to get rid of? Well, and when you said that earlier, when you were like, dump out the junk drawer and like put it in order, the, my first thought was, well, God is a God of order. He is. He is not a God of confusion or chaos. So I think that there are, if we're being kind of like brutally honest, I think there are a lot of women walking around who love Jesus yes. and are in absolute chaos. 
about food, yes. about their bodies, about yes. movement. And they think that's just the way. Right. This is just the way it is. Right. And honestly, Blake, that woman that you just described, she's the one that I wrote this book for. Right. She's the one. She's the one because I so long for the body of Christ to have what she needs to mature and to grow in this area so that we can be known. And this is one of my cha- my chapter titles, to be known for peace. Mm. I would love for the church as a whole to be known for peace in, in every area, obviously, because we serve the Prince of Peace. But in the area of food and body, we get so distracted. We do that we can't even focus on what God is telling us to do, what his will is for us to do. We're so distracted by our bodies and by food. And I just long to see, especially the women, since we are the gatekeepers of our homes and we have so much influence on Mm -hmm. our families. Mm -hmm. I long to see the women of the body of Christ at peace with their bodies. How do you feel about some of the messaging that comes from within the church? That's really damaging about this. Like your body is a temple. So only eat mm-hmm. celery. Like, yeah, it's just, that's, there are so many scriptures that are taken out of context. Like I said that in the book, it's like, you can find anybody with any sort of like marketing, like idea, who's a Christian, who's, who can pick like cherry pick these scriptures and just like right. take them out of context. So we just have to, we have to be so careful to not take things out of context. And there are a lot of vulnerable, vulnerable people in the church who are hurting and who want a solution and who are going to go, yes, I just need to get on a diet. Yeah. That's the silver bullet. And that's, that's, what's going to take my pain away. And I just hope that this book goes, actually it's not, but these are some things that could take your pain away. Right. Cause it's not a matter of no, like the pain is always going to be there or nothing can take the pain away. It's that you're turning to the wrong thing. Exactly. And self-inflicting the pain in the process. Exactly. Because we just keep doubling down on it. Absolutely. And some of it is like with such good intention, right? People just 100%. want a solution. I don't look down on people who are, who have dieted in the past. Yeah. I'm like, come on in, join the club, right? Like there are so many people who have just in a pursuit to decrease the pain and find a way through the story and the pain. They've done all these things. They've, you know, exercised, they've done plastic surgery, liposuction, like all this stuff. And it's like, I've had so many clients who have come into me and said, I did all the things and I right. still hate my body. Yeah. I still hate it. Yeah. So I need you to help me not hate my, why do I hate my body, Kristen? Yeah. Like, honestly, some of the most culturally acceptable, beautiful women yep. I've sat in this office with me and just wept. Yeah. So somebody's listening and they're like, oh yeah, I hate my body. Mm-hmm. 100%. Obviously we want them to read Feed My Soul. Yes. Yes. But what can we give them just like moving forward? Yes. I feel like one of the prayers that I have every day when I come in my office is like, God, first of all, give me like the wisdom to tell, you know, every single client what they need, but also just a spirit of hope. Like that is what I always want my clients. Even if they've cried the whole time they've been in here, I just pray diligently that they would, would feel hope. And I just went to the scripture before we got on the call, because this is one of my favorite scriptures. And I think it applies so much to this topic, but it's from Philippians 119. It's when Paul is in prison down and out, but he is writing this letter to the Philippians and it's 
verse 19, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Mm. So if somebody is listening and they're like, yep, I hurt, I hate my body. I don't know how to eat. Like I'm in trouble in this area. I just, just the spirit of hope that everything that has happened to you in this area, God promises to use it. Right for your deliverance. It's not just like, I just have to forget about that and move forward and try to do some diet to try to control my body. It's like, no, 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 girl. If you submit yourself to the Holy Spirit of God, he will not only heal every part of you that is broken, but he will use what has happened to you for your deliverance. That's huge. It is huge. And then you have to define deliverance because if your mindset is super jacked up and been super culturally influence deliverance is not a smaller body yes it's not deliverance is not a more perfect body no deliverance is living in the body that you have today today and being okay and being not just okay but at peace yeah like being at peace and not feeling the war within anymore yeah yeah i would be lying if i said that the war doesn't still wage For me and like most of the people that I know, like most of the women that I know, my best friend is a freak of nature Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the best way. (laughs) She has done the work and gone like muddled through the pain and the yuck and like the stuff that tries to drag you back. And she's one of the most beautiful people I know. Yes. Yes. Being friends with her has influenced how I see myself so deeply. Amen. That that's become such a catalyst for me to want to get better because I'm like, then like, I want to have that effect on other people. Amen. And I think that's another point of hope as we like end our discussion is like, if you are struggling with this, just know that every bit of work that you do is not just about you. It is about your, your husband. It is about your children. It is about your friends. It is about your church community. Yeah. My prayer for this book is there are just so many eternal waves that come from people healing and getting free in this area. Well, and think about like, I'm, I have two daughters. Uh, Yeah, girl. Right. (laughs) Like that, that I can like close my eyes and be back in the moment where I realized, okay, you can either do this the same or you can do this differently. And it's a conversation that I've had with my mom. I'm not like throwing my mom under the bus or anything because she wasn't given the tools either. None of our moms were. And we're lucky enough to live in a generation that has these conversations and has them publicly and are creating tools for women. But yeah, that was a huge one for me was like, I don't want to continue this. I don't want to perpetuate this and living life in orbit with someone who has broken that, like broken that curse or that trajectory. Yeah. And the freaking impact she has. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is hard. Yes. And like, I see it so often as something that you like, I think healing is picking things up and putting things down. And it's not expecting that I'm never going to pick this up ever again. No. It's knowing that I have the tools when I do pick it up to put it back down. Yes, absolutely. You can support yourself. Right. The ways that we didn't have the support that we needed in the past. I love the idea of like going back to your younger self as an adult and going, girl, I got you. Come on Mm -hmm. over. You don't oh. have to, you don't have to do that anymore. Come on. Cause there are parts of us that are still young yeah. and, and small and afraid. That's the, that's the afraid part, right? Right. Is those parts of us that when we were 10 and 12 and 16, that heard all of this 
these poisonous messages about our worth and our value being attached to what we eat or what we look like, those are the parts of us that we have to go back in our story and go, come on, girl, we are 30 something years old now and we do not have to live in that anymore. Yeah. Like we've, we've lived too much life to still be trapped in that little girl. Yes. Like I've, I have grown humans. I have pushed them out of my body. (laughs) I have like sustained trauma and tragedy and illness. Like, I think sometimes women need that. Like, it's almost like you need to get a little bit frustrated. Yes. Uh, Get mad a little bit that like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. Because all it's do is weighing me down. Exactly. That decision that you made when you had your girls and you were like, I'm I'm just not doing, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like we all have to get to that, that place because this book, I've already, I've already had like five people that I know tell me like, I didn't even think I had issues. Yeah but I just wanted to read it because I love you. And I started weeping like as soon as I started. So you have to get to that place before you can really start to implement, oh, I need like a quiet place, a box of tissues and a journal. And I yeah. just need to like go at this, right? Yes. Because there's so like, there's just so much healing and freedom more than any of us even know. It's not going to stay in like a microcosm. Like no. it is going to impact everything. It affects everything anyway, right? It's affecting everything <laughs> negatively. So the exactly. healing is going to affect everything exactly positively. And I know I keep using my best friend as this like, <laughs> I look at her and I look at her life. Yes. And like, she loves other people really, really well because she doesn't spend her time hating herself. Exactly. Exactly. Is that not... Like that's enough of a motivation right yes. there yes. <laughs> to, to heal and to move yes. forward. And then to be able to like have a positive impact and a positive wave that you set forward. I'm really excited. I do think that we're seeing generational change in this though. I do too. I do too, I think for sure. The conversations we're having, yeah. the ways that like people are fully rejecting diet culture yes. and like being like, I don't want anything to do with that. That doesn't have anything for me. Yes. So I'm really excited about feed my soul and that getting out there and people picking it up and yeah, like it's going to hurt. Like it's probably going to sting. There's going to be yeah. some stuff that you're going to have to uncover and muddle through. That's not going to be comfy. Yeah. But like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, that hope yes. is so multifaceted. Like the hope is not just one thing. No. It's everything. And it's going to be worth it. It is. It's going to be worth it. Tell people where they can keep up with you online. Yeah. So I am on Instagram, kristenbunger.rd. And I'm on Facebook also, if that's your jam. And my website is bodyandsoulnutritioncounseling.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. This was so great. It was so great. I loved it. Thank you. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week.